Hello, welcome to Petals and Pistols, and this is our personal space. I am Abby. And I'm Kaikina, and this is episode five. That was fast. And it is called Birth, because we both did it. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it four times, I've done it once, so, but we have done it. It's yeah. pretty cool. It is cool. And not only have we done it, but I think I can safely say for the both of us, we also love it. Yes. It's one of my favorite things about being a woman. Yep. Mine too. The whole process. I love getting pregnant, being pregnant, birthing, postpartum, and having children. It's all the best. Which is why I have been a doula and studied midwifery and speak about it often and I still take classes and connect with women at birth groups and all kinds of things because I can't get over it it's the best (laughs) I love that I need to be more on top of that I've birthed a human naturally and I've only read one natural birthing book and I didn't actually take a birthing class wow don't at me my midwife please because you told me to do it and I didn't do it (sighs) okay but I did it. I still birthed. It is possible. But I don't recommend doing it the way that I did it. <laughs> I don't either. And I wasn't there for it. <laughs> I still wouldn't recommend it. I'm going to say it now. Right now. Do in it. this moment. You will study what gym that you go to. People change gyms like five times before they pick what gym they want to join. But you won't do research on how to grow a human being. Come on. Okay. (laughs) Here you go. I said it for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Next time. Next time. There's always a next time. Until there's not. And then you'll be really sad. (laughs) Yes. So I'm in just as much of a journey. I feel like, again, like re-educating the little bit that I know and also actually learning for myself. Because, like you said, it's really important. It is. Obviously, we're both coming from a natural birth point of view. That's what we chose. That's kind of what this episode is about, is why we chose natural births for ourselves and why we are advocates for it and why we see benefits in it. Mostly, this episode's just about the why behind it. But it is important because, just like everything else, The more that you know, the more you can make better decisions. And we talked about decisions in our last episode and how being in the word of God helps you to get discernment and knowledge to be able to make good decisions. So in that same way, when you do your research and you ask questions and you're part of communities, you can also then make informed and good decisions for you and your family and your child. So I think that's the biggest reason we're advocates Mm -hmm. for just birth education in general. Even if you have a medicated birth, if you're doing so from an educated stance that you really took your time and did your research and talked to people and asked questions and didn't just believe every single word that you read on one internet site or every single word that you heard from one OBGYN or 
all of the experiences from just one mom? Did you educate yourself in a very well-rounded way that was also backed by the word of God? So why, because you're new at this, this one birth, (laughs) um, and you obviously want to have more, Mm -hmm. what made you choose natural birth, first of all, and then what are you going to do different next time? Part of what made me choose or even consider it was you and being a part of your pregnancy and birth for your third child. I had never known of natural birth in the way that you talked about it. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure almost everyone has heard the term natural birth or, you know, there's stories or movies or those kinds of things that talk about like a birth that you didn't get to the hospital in time and you had to just birth as you were, no medicine, no epidural or things go wrong and it's immediately a C-section or those different things. My mom um, has seven children and she birthed all of us in hospitals. And so like that's kind of what I've known most of my life. But my mom's also been very like, well, ultimately everybody has to do the birth that works for them, has always been her stance on it as well. And so when I found everything that you knew and I was kind of thrown into your life, that just was a really cool and especially your reasoning behind it too, I feel like really pushed me to start to learn for it myself and understand your why so you're one of the reasons <laughs> what did I tell you my why was back then <laughs> I know you're saying because you feel like it's what God has called you to do and I was like cool and that's about it but I mean as we've been going through the Bible and it talks about responsibility for yourself aside from just talking about your bodies and for birth but actually the importance of taking responsibility for yourself as a person I feel like that's part of what also really encouraged me to look into it for myself and to consider it as an option Cool. I also don't like people telling me what to do. So the fact that natural birth does a lot of times give you a lot of room and freedom to make your own decisions when it comes to your health and how things are going to go and gives you more room for less intervention, more personal relationships. And I guess I guess more of like the power into your hands as much as it can be. It was also really, really appealing to me. That's also part of my why is that I'm a butthead and I like to do what I like to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Definitely part of mine as well, for sure. Uh, What are you going to do different this time? Because I know you only got through one book. You didn't get to take a birth class. Mm -hmm. I know that you and your husband were still like also newlyweds at Mm -hmm. that point and pregnant and I don't know, maybe not fully on the same page about every single thing that was going down. Like now that you've done it once, you can look back because hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what do you want to do this time? Definitely educate myself more and especially in such a way that I can do it with my husband because um, he also comes from a background of very like hospital is the way and that is the only way. Why would you consider birthing a baby on your own when the doctors can just do it safely? I mean, he was open to the aspect of natural birth but then once we actually got pregnant he was like whoa 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 wait I don't know like and then Mm -hmm. here I am only knowing the little bit that I know and I'm like yeah let's do it and he's like you don't even know enough so I kind of had to do like a really fast crash course together to give kind of a reasoning which part of it was the biblical ability of being able to make decisions and to trust God in it which I'm realizing that was a really weak argument when it comes to the fact that there's so much more (laughs) to put behind it to not only educate myself more but to also do it with my husband and to take – because as much as I read the Bradley's book by myself, my husband has not read it. And so there are a lot of things where I read it and I'm like, oh, well, you do it this way and you'll do this and you'll do this. And he's already like, well, I'm already freaking out over the fact that we're not having a baby in a hospital. 
I can't think about that. Did you read just the Bradley method or did you read the husband coached birth? I just read the Bradley method. I think it's actually the one that you gave me. Is the Does the ho- husband coached birth go with it? Is it by the same people or is it just typically recommended together? It's kind of a hand in hand book. Uh, the Bradley method is kind of like the method and the why and it comes with like illustrations and stuff. The husband coach birth is the one that you go through together with your husband and there's like his and hers chapters. There's the both they kind of go hand in hand when you do a, a Bradley method class. You'll have like a handbook, the Bradley method book and the husband coach birth book that mm-hmm. you do all together for the class. That's awesome. I need to get that whole package together then. So yeah, to be able to read those births, those books together and then to do a birth class together to actually make sure that we, like, we both know that we know that we know mm, yeah. what's happening. Because I, I remember like the, I mean, birth is already so intense and naturally there can be tension that happens in that kind of environment. But I felt like for my husband, he felt, what's the word? Unhelpful, useless mm. when it came to the whole thing. Because we didn't have enough educating together and making sure that we were both on the same page with how this was going to go and what to expect. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, I want to know for myself, but I also I know how much distress it caused my husband for him to not know and to feel out of the loop and to not have full confidence in me because he also knew that I didn't know all of my stuff as much as I should. And so even just more so for my husband to be able to have the confidence that, hey, not only can I do this, but you can do it with me. Yeah. It's okay. Like we don't have to be scared. We don't have to be going through the entire birth, like waiting for when the midwife tells us we have to go to the hospital because something's wrong, you know, because that's kind of, that's kind of how he felt the whole time because that's all he's ever known to expect. And then I did not take the responsibility enough to know that I know that I know, then he's left in the dark when it comes to it actually happening. And he knows that I can now because obviously I've done it, (laughs) but just, I don't, the the head knowledge, I guess, is really important to go along with that especially when it comes to your relationship with your spouse. So that is something I would definitely change. For sure, because if you make a baby together, you should be able to bring a baby into the world together. Absolutely, yes. Like, I feel like there's both sides to that husband conversation. That probably will get me in a little bit of trouble, but me and my husband are definitely advocates of like, well, you did it together, you got to do it together mm-hmm. kind of a thing. He has as much responsibility in knowing the process and how his wife is doing during that process and what she needs and being able to know her intimately enough to know her needs and her wants during that time places like my husband already knew where I held stress in my body Mm. and so when I go into labor he was already like bro stop pointing your toes because he knows that when I get stressed out I point my toes (laughs) um I was a gymnast it's a thing so yeah so to be able to do that and take responsibility and then also it's very comforting to know it together because I feel like there are a lot of guys who like get stressed or overwhelmed or they don't know enough and they just kind of like check out but like not in a healthy way of like oh she's got this it's all good like in a really like kind of grumpy and fear way of like I don't think she knows or thinks she can, so I'm going to check out, and then I'm going to be terrified the whole time I'm checked out because I think something's going to go wrong. I think that's initially why we chose 
to do the Bradley method as our class because Dr. Bradley really pushed hard for husbands to be the doula, not to hire a doula, but to be that for your wife. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, me too. Number two, number two. Please come soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So other than me and you being a butt, I mean, natural birth's a a big decision. Had you decided this before you were married fully? Like, were you fully committed to it before you got married? Or was it like an idea and you got married and knew you were going to have kids? And then you were like, oh, yeah, I think I need to continue to pursue that. Like, how did that go down in your thought process and seeking knowledge and people? and where you were going to birth. It was decided for me before I was even dating my husband when I was able to attend your birth. And just the way that you so gracefully and with so much strength and trust in the Lord in the way that you brought your daughter into the world. Well, I just, I saw that and I was like, I have to have that. Now that I've seen this, I cannot see another way to do this. If that makes sense. Like yeah, that just sure. really set it. I don't know. just set it in stone for me. I feel like and I love watching birth videos still. I know it's just birth videos on YouTube, but like literally I watch them all the time and I love them. And I just love feeling the ability to be a part of that. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of always been like ever, ever since your birth, just ha- being able to still kind of almost ride the high. I feel like I'm like an empathetic, like birth high person, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think my daughter is too. She literally has watched a birth video every day for the past month. And she, <laughs> I love that. Her question, I know watch a baby video. <laughs> I know watch a baby video. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> she, she loves birth videos so much. So you and her could just hang out together and watch hours and hours of birth videos. She's <laughs> hilarious right now. I love She love. can like call everything and attraction. I'm like, yep, she's having a contraction. Okay. <laughs> and pushing. Is she pushing yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. I think I she's going to be the same as you. Very empathetic. <laughs> And I think because I have so much of that emotion that I invest into it, that's also why it was so easy for me to make a decision because my um, a lot of my decisions in my life have been very emotion-driven. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I also, I understand now as an adult, like the responsibility of using the mind that God gave you to be able to make decisions based on the knowledge that he gives as well. Um, and that's that's the next chapter that I want to have is actually knowing that I know that I know and stepping up to my responsibility that God has given me to be a good steward over my body and over the body of the life of the babies that I bring into this world. That's awesome. I love that. I feel like so many people right now, I know we've touched on this a couple times, of like shifting responsibility or like feeling like if you don't make a decision and someone else does, that it like gets you out of it. But the fact that you didn't make a decision was making a decision. There's a lot of women out there that just like trust 100% of what their doctor says or their midwife, the internet, one specific woman that they've come in contact with. Like there was a lady at the store the other day, my husband was in line checking out and the cashier was pregnant with baby number two. And the lady that she was ringing up was like, well, pray that it's not a girl. 
because I have four kids, two boys and two girls, and I just wish they were all boys or that I didn't have any more kids after my boys. And she was like saying all these horrible things, terrifying this young girl behind the counter that was pregnant with number two. And my husband got up to the front and he's like, please don't listen to her. <laughs> like, but like if that girl only hears negative things all the time mm. or surrounds herself by people who are just negative and believes all of it, and doesn't have something like God to put her faith in, in uh, the bigger picture of things, that can be so like overwhelming and scary. And so a lot of people right now are just like sloughing that responsibility off on whoever their quote unquote healthcare professional is. Even if they're a good one, you are ultimately responsible, like you were saying, for the well-being of you, your family, the child inside of you, like God made you accountable for those things. And so you should be doing your research because then you can't blame someone else, which is harder and more rewarding. Yes. Because you want to be like, oh, well, my doctor suggested this and it didn't work. And now I can be mad at my doctor for the rest of my life. And it's like, yeah, but you allowed him to have that power. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it's still back on you. So why not just go the step farther and already know to be able to tell him no and accept that responsibility and consequence there simultaneously. I think that was a really big one for me. Like you were saying in the simple words of like being a butthead and not wanting someone to tell you what to do, but also not having someone take a, like, I felt like someone was trying to take away part of my job as a mom, especially with my first birth. I was a single mom with my first birth. I just had a lot of really random people surrounding me at that time. There were very few people that were actually helpful. Everyone had an opinion about everything and especially healthcare providers. And I just felt like they were trying to take away part of my job as being a mom already. And I think I was, you know, especially sensitive to it because I was a single mom and I felt like I need to do it all myself or they don't think I can do it myself. That kind of mentality, you know, so part of that was not fully correct in my thinking, um, but it did push me to do a lot of research and come to that conclusion. But I was also very blessed when I was younger in the way that I was able to see both hospital births, whether they were natural hospital births, epidurals, C-sections, I was able to see those and natural births as a young woman. And to be able to see that starkness at such a young age was really beneficial because there was like zero question in my head when I got to the age that I knew I was going to have kids one day. You know, I reached like late teen, early adulthood and I was like, okay, well, one day I'm going to have a kid and there is definitely no way that I'm going to have a hospital birth based off of what I've already seen in my life. And so now I need to start educating myself. And I started reading birth books when I was probably like 17. And I didn't have my first kid until I was 23. So I had a long time to research and surround myself by people and interview birth centers and meet midwives and become a doula and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that was definitely a catalyst for mine. And then obviously like once I became deeper in my relationship with Christ, the biblical backing and wisdom there and conviction to responsibility for real, not just like the butthead side 
of like your flesh wanting to control, but like (laughs) really the conviction of being responsible for those things as a woman um, in Christ. I loved that all of that like cascaded into what I already was doing and believing and that it only strengthened it, like gave it, like fleshed it out better and took away like the sin side of it, of like wanting to be a control freak. Because <laughs> now it's not about that I trust my body, that I'm idolizing my body. It's about that I'm trusting that God is the God of life and that this is how he designed my body. From the dawn of time, he created Eve and women to birth. So he didn't have a flaw in his design. And obviously there's like the penalty of having more pain. And we can, I'm sure I'll bring that up some point, what that pain of childbirth is. So there's that that came with, you know, this, the fall, but the act of childbirth was an original plan and it was beautiful. And God is the God of life and death and knowing that he's sovereign and has full control over that really was kind of like the last cog in my gear set of why I choose natural birth every time. That's awesome. I love that. Do you ever daydream about what birth might have been like if there hadn't ever been a fall? I think it would be pretty much the same, Hmm. honestly. So I guess I'll bring it up now. My, from the research that I've done and how I look at it and some awesome theologian can smack me down on this if I am wrong. So there's a time in childbirth called transition and it's when the baby's descending in certain points and it's the the time where they say like mentally and physically when you become detached and there's a lot of fear associated with that time. Um, panic. It's usually when women who are giving birth naturally tend to be like, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. Even women who have epidurals usually get to this exhaustion point in transition where it's where all of like the fear and the panic and the self-doubt and the doubt of it's going to work or that life is going to come from it or how can this be worth it? Like, why did I choose to have a baby? This is so painful. And it's the point where contractions go from being like this really like intense but rhythmic thing to there's not a rhythm anymore and it's scary and it's actual pain. That right there is really what I think God put in after the fall. I mean, And I don't know, like... There could have been a way for you to have contractions and have zero pain associated with it. You know, I don't know that for sure, but just based off of anatomy and biology and how it works, I can't see like all of those things would have been so much more peaceful. And the part that makes childbirth painful and scary is that it pulls you away from God. Mm-hmm. It feels like that separation emotionally and spiritually that was actually like really vivid for me with my first birth I don't my transitions were much shorter with my other births but with my first birth I remember like I couldn't remember anyone's face I couldn't hear anybody I literally felt 
like very out of body and very like I was praying and felt like God had left me. Like, I am praying right now, God, why are you not listening? I was like legit mad and felt that anxiety and panic of like, I am being separated right now from my sins. And it was like very like dawned on me like, wow, this is really what it feels like. Anyway, so that that's my thought process on that. I feel like birth on a whole would go very similarly but the fact that we are separated from God by sin and that, that that's the pain, not so much that it's physical, but that it is this like a mental and emotional and spiritual separation that causes extra physical pain. Because if you do any research on how your body works during birth, like even having the lights, a certain brightness causes physical pain and tension in your body during birth. Um, And so if you're having all of those things happening, like it's going to make the actual physical part feel worse as well. Mm -hmm. So that's my daydreaming about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I just had to ask out of my own curiosity because I know I've thought about that several times. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what she thinks about this. I'm really curious. What about you? What's your take I just daydream it like happening all without pain. And I love the point that you bring up now when it comes to the transition because sometimes I forget about that. Like for for me, it it was very – it was almost identical to what you're describing of that separation that you felt where it was like – and I know for myself what I remember is like I did not feel like I was in my own body and at the same time I was trapped in my body. And it was Mm -hmm. like both were the last place that I wanted to be. And I just felt schizophrenic, like you were arguing with yourself on this over a really big thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what it felt like. And I had my midwife, I had my birth assistant and my husband all in the room. But except for the fact that I remember that my midwife was holding my arm, it didn't feel like anyone was in that room with me. It felt so empty. It was so scary. And I didn't even process it really till I think it was like about two days after when I actually talked to my midwife about it. And she was like, wow, okay, so that's scary. I was like, yeah, (laughs) that is scary. And um, I still forget about it sometimes because I feel in a way, I don't want to abuse the term trauma, but it did feel traumatic where it is that that separation. Like if it is truly a spiritual separation, like what we both feel like it is for ourselves, like that's terrifying. Like even even as unbelievers, if you don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, you still have the mercy of God to be able to even breathe oxygen and to live. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see God in the creation yeah. that he's made. And, and I don't, I, I would love to hear from anybody if anyone else has felt like they've experienced this, but like it just, it felt like none of that was there. Like even as an unbeliever where you can see that there's obviously a purpose and an intent behind something like me as having been in the Christian community and been a believer I I felt nothing and it was so yeah. it, was, it felt nothing and fear that's like that's all I can remember is it was just that and so I love I don't know it's just maybe it's just myself wanting the relief of it but the idea of a really pure birth before the fall to just not have that and to just feel like almost like 
I don't know, just like completely orgasmic. I feel like that's the best way to say it. Like <laughs> just like every contraction and every surge would just be so blissful and so wonderful and like so full instead of pain. Because I, yeah. I know for like for myself, the pain that I felt like I had a lot of extra like hip problems when it came to that. And so um, I just my I just had a really hard time with my body opening. And I know if anyone who's done it naturally, you understand the pressure and the pain that happens. And I just I remember it happening and just like wishing just like I don't want to be in my own body like this can keep happening, but I want to see it from a different angle. Like I don't want to be in here while it's happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember in those moments, like during birth, when I was thinking that like, I don't want to be here in my body. I'm like, God is sovereign. And if this is where I am right now, and this is what's happening, then this is where I need to be. And just that yeah. constant anchor and grounding myself again. in the fact that if God gave this to me, then he has a plan and it's for his glory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I would like if, if we were to have birth that was before the fall would just be not as much pain and not that, not, not that, not that transition that I've, that, that I felt. So, yeah, I would say for me, yeah, that pain is associated with that sin side of you. Cause I honestly can say I did not feel contractions at all whatsoever. Zero pain associated with my last two births, like very much just the like, okay, it's happening. And even my daughter, the pushing was intense still, but it wasn't that same mm, to the point where it is associated with pain. Hmm. Like I wouldn't associate my last two births at all with actual pain. Intense, yes, but pain, no, not at all. Um, Until those points of transition. And I remember specifically with my last birth, that transition happened as I was walking from the shower back to the bedroom. And I was so mad that it happened while I was walking because I felt like I was going to like hurt myself, like trip over something. Cause I just like, I, I literally like lose myself. Hmm. I am not registering anything. I couldn't like see any of my birth assistants. I couldn't see my midwife. I couldn't see my husband anymore. I was like fumbling around trying to get over onto the birth mat. And I was like, why does this have to happen right now? And thankfully my transition was really short and my husband started praying over me. And I like came back into focus like real fast, like a camera zooming in on you. And it was really like a breath of fresh air. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm back. I'm here. And it was immediately back into zero pain. That's awesome. And right into pushing and my baby coming out. And I know there's like a book on it, uh, like orgasmic birth or something like that. I've not read that one. I think it's a bit too secular for me. Um, I know it's out there though, but I would actually agree that my last birth kind of was that way. Once it got to the pushing point that it was like, very doable. So that's also interesting to me that like the more I have accepted the punishment of my sin in Genesis uh, 3.16, it talks about how birth pains are specific part of God's judgment on Eve for her sins. And I feel like when we accept that that is our judgment, instead of trying to fight it off with like medications and procedures and like we're trying to fight God's natural way that he designed it after the fall, 
like accepting that, yes, we have fallen, we did sin against you, I am accepting my punishment. Like you would want your kids to accept their punishments, right? Like they disobey you, you give them their consequence. You want them to graciously say, yes, I accept that, I will do that thing that you ask of me and I will repent and apologize, right? That's like what you wish your kids to do. So why can't we do that for God in this sense? That's how I feel about it personally. Like he gave this to me. I need to accept it and go. It is for my sharpening. It's for my wisdom. And ultimately it's a big arrow pointing back to our need for a savior. You know, the pain we experience in childbirth is calling us to repentance and faith in how we were created and how he works through his judgment to sanctify us and sharpen us. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us and took our suffering. That's him accepting God's judgment. And he did it, what, with an epidural? He, like, went and got, like, did Jesus go and shoot up some, like, some ibuprofen? Like, here, let me just build the pain a little bit before I go get hung on the cross. Like, obviously, that's a bit radical. Like, that's a little bit of an exaggeration right now. But he did very humbly and graciously accept God's judgment upon him. And if we do that with all our sins, not just childbirth, like with all of them, when you lie or steal or covet any of those, when you graciously accept your consequence from God and his judgment and you repent and you turn away, it makes life a lot easier. Hmm. So I feel like it's that way with childbirth. And the more I've grown in that, the more I really truly accept that, I feel like my births have also gotten easier, Hmm. which could be dumb luck, but I don't believe in luck because I'm Christian. (laughs) Ditto on that point. (laughs) Or it really could be like a way that God is working in me, which would be cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Now I'm extra excited for the next one. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh got extra perspective to have with it you know (laughs) so we love birth yes not all the things and all the babies Mm -hmm. i want all the babies guys (laughs) ditto we will take all your babies but not in the creepy way i know it doesn't sound like it's not creepy but it's not i promise (laughs) i mean it's a little creepy (laughs) i was talking to we go to a pe class every wednesday and i was talking to one of the girls there and she's like, Miss Sky, you got too many kids. And I was like, I don't, though. And she was like, yeah, you should be done. And I was like, listen, I could take every kid out here in this field, and it still would not be enough children for me. And she was like, her response was, you can't afford that big of a house. And she walked away. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, that's true. But God also provides And also, it still was not enough kids. There's about 60 of them out on the field, by the way, guys. So, just so you know, gotta catch them all. Pokemon. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, I want to know for myself, and I'm sure anyone listening, if they're looking for a list of resources, I would love to know what you recommend when it comes to books, particular uh, birthing classes. I know we already talked about Bradley, but if there's any others that you recommend or just what you recommend. Well, I definitely like Bradley method. 
Um, there's also another birth class. It's called Warrior Woman Birth Class um, by a lady named Julie Nitz. She's a Christian midwife um, here in Arizona, but I think a lot of her stuff is also available online on her website and her Instagram. She's awesome. She has written her own birth class and birth philosophy that's all God-based, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And her care is phenomenal. I don't know what other birth classes I would really back and recommend because hypnobirth and hypnobaby is very me-centered. And I don't feel like that's super biblical. Women surrounded themselves with each other and it was very much like a community process to have a baby you know if that is something you look into and works for you that will have to be on your own conviction but it's not something I would personally like suggest Mm. (laughs) all the books that I did read I've read a lot more these are just the ones that I did read before having my first child is the Pregnancy, Childbirth, and the Newborn, 4th edition, uh, Bradley Method, and the Husband Coach Birth, Obstetrics Illustrated, 3rd and 4th edition, the Pink Book, and I can't remember who that was by, but you can type in the Pink Book, like Pregnancy and Birth, it pops up, it's old, it's like late 80s, I think, early 90s book, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, Birth Without Fear by January Harche. Um, and then I actually read CDC statistics a lot um, on natural births versus epidurals and C-sections. I feel like you have to do your study on both sides. And those are very interesting. If you understand like medications and how they work and like the snowball effect that happens and you go in and you look at those statistics they're very interesting and they are they do point back to natural births a lot they try to word it in a way that doesn't really sound like that but if you know how all of that works in the medical lingo um it's actually very pro natural birth which i think is also cool so those are the ones that i would suggest most of them are pretty easy reads probably minus the medical book (laughs) (laughs) that one is a little more intense but I'm a weirdo so yeah those would be like my go-to resources for sure um there's also now tons of Instagram pages and Facebook groups based around natural birth um and even Christian natural birth now which they did not have at all with my first or really much with my second. But by the time like my third and fourth came, definitely was like growing in resources in those areas. So I would definitely suggest you plug in with people around you that have that same thought process because it's nice to actually be able to soundboard with people in experience and all that. I'm about to write all that down so that I can also have that. (laughs) So I can build up my stash of what I need to get on top of sooner than later in my life. (laughs) I will be seeing you in April and I own like a ton of books, even ones that I have not read. Yeah, I still have a lot to read. I think I have like 14 books in there that I want to read that are on natural birth. So I think I have like maybe in the 30s in my library of books that are all birth related. So if you need any, 
I got some. <laughs> Find me outside. <laughs> it's a birth book dealer out yep. here. <laughs> Represent. So, yeah, those are our great pontifications on why we chose natural birth. And we thought it would just be a fun episode for anyone who is a mom or is going to be a mom or is thinking about making a change or not making a change. But that's just a little bit more about us. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we had kind of a crazy week. It's your baby's first birthday. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I've just been crying all week, which makes everything seem like it's hard. But <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> just extra emotional. It's- it was an easy episode and a fun episode for us to do. So that's yeah. kind of why we chose it. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we hope that you guys continue the conversation with us at our Instagram, which is at Petals and Pistols Podcast. Let us know what your thoughts and views are on birth or how your birth went. Or if you want more information, we would love to dialogue with everybody who listens. So thank you for joining us this week. And we out. We out.